This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Because we're willing to go to therapy, mm-hmm. I feel more confident that our marriage will last. Yeah. I don't see it as like an old school mentality of... If you're in couples therapy or on the verge of divorce, right? You know, it's more like no, because we are going to couples it's therapy help means us. we won't get divorced. Absolutely, so. absolutely. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're celebrating. Session 100. Oh, yeah, baby. 100 sessions, 100 episodes, 100 opportunities to become a better spouse, a better parent, and much, much better with our money. For this very special episode, I've invited three very special people to join me. These are the most important people in my life. They are my reason for living, my reason for working hard and hustling, and quite frankly, the reason I started the show. My first interview will be with my loving, caring, and athletic daughter, Zoe Hill. My second interview will be with my sporty, handsome, and cool son, Calvin Hill. And last but not least, my final interview will be with my creative, beautiful, and patient wife, Nicole Hill. It's really important for me to do this, my friends. Every 50 episodes, I feature my family because they mean the world to me. And I think you're going to love them too. Without further delay, let's jump into our very first interview with Zoe Hill. Zoe Welcome to the show. So I'm so happy to have you here. You were with us um, about a year ago for session number 50. Do you remember that when you were five years old? I remember. I was um, four years old, maybe three. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for weeks to get on here. <laughs> I think you were only five at that point. But um, but anyway, let's let's carry on with our conversation today. So I'm very excited to have you. How, how old are you today? I guess we can ask you. About six. About six. So what um, what grade are you in now, now that you're six? Well, if you turn six, <laughs> I mean, I'm in first grade. You're in first grade. I love it. So what is your favorite thing about being a first grader? Well, we get to sit anywhere on the bus. We can go on other structures of playgrounds. A lot of thing is for bigger classes. Yeah, for the bigger kids, you get to do new things. Yeah, that's cool. Excellent. Well, um, what is your least favorite thing about school? You get a lot of homework. Do you? You yeah. get homework already? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Like you what type do of homework? A lot of writing. A lot of writing. Yeah. Some serious business, huh? Really serious. Are you learning a lot though? Yeah. Hmm, I, I don't like learning, though. You don't? What don't you like about learning? It's it's a little too much. Yeah? Because um, learning, 
much um, not really understanding, and sometimes you get it wrong, and sometimes you get it right. Mm, so it gets frustrating if you get it wrong sometimes. Yeah, and you can't figure out which one is which. Uh, okay, that's okay. Well, that's that's all part of the process. So I'm so glad that you like your school, though. Way is pretty fun, right? Mm-hmm. And you've made some good friends. Who's your Who's your like favorite friend right now? My favorite friend is all of them. I can't decide because one of my favorites would mean that one of them is my least favorite. Oh, that's so kind of you to think like that. Oh, I love that. That's very sweet. So, Zoe, who is your teacher right now? Miss Mack, but she pronounces it more Miss Elliot. Miss Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Elliot. Wait, do it again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't pronounce it right. Is it Miss Alicia? Michaelia? No, Miss Alicia. Miss Alicia. No. Miss Alic. Michaelia? No. Michaelia? Miss Alicia. Maybe that's why everybody calls her Mrs. Mac. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a little easier. Well, that's cool. So, so that's good. I'm glad you're liking school. Let's talk a little bit about sports. I, uh, I understand you are really enjoying soccer lately. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like kind of soccer games cause I got my ears pierced. Mm. Do you guys know? Right yeah. Check them out, everybody. All the, all the friends on YouTube, you can see Zoe's ear, ears pierced. And, um, you have to take them out every soccer game because they think that they might get ripped out and hurt. Mm. And yeah. that's very kind of them, but I don't like when they take them out because you have to yank them out. Yeah, and Daddy has to take them out, and he's just like kind of, he's just okay at taking earrings out. Am I okay at taking earrings out, or am I okay? It's, it's really fast, yeah. so when you take them out like mm-hmm. this, yeah. one second, like, boom, it yeah. stops hurting. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Yeah, it's not really bad. But once you get them out, they'll start feeling a little bit pain again. Hmm. But then it'll go away eventually. That's good. And so you've got a lot of things happen to you this year. You've you got your ears pierced and then you've lost a lot of teeth, too. Can you show everybody on YouTube your front teeth there? Oh, my. Yes. Two I pulled, front teeth. I pulled both of them out. Wow. That is amazing. So how many teeth have you lost now? Four. Four total. So what, And these two are starting to grow in. That's cool. So, um, so what happens when you lose a tooth? What do you do with your tooth at night? Well, I put it under my pillow. If any of you know, I want to keep it a secret, but the tooth fairy comes. And it's normally my dad. Oh! <laughs> I mean, the tooth fairy and I are in cahoots, right? We work together because it's a secret. Same right? as Santa. You're a Santa helper and a tooth fairy helper. Yeah, there's lots of lots of things to, to help out with. Uh, all right, so well, let's talk about, you know, there's one other thing that I wanted to ask you about. You did a lemonade stand a little while ago. How did you like doing a lemonade stand? It was really fun. We got $50. We got to split it from tens. $50? Yep. I didn't realize you got $50. Probably 55. So you split it with the other girls, your neighbor girls? Yeah, and my mom posted it on Facebook, and it says, the kids worked hard today. (laughs) If you haven't checked that out, you can go into it. You can go to it, and we'll probably do another lemonade stand if you want 
Yeah, if, if you, you guys are in the neighborhood in Oakland County, Michigan, come by. We'll do another lemonade stand next year. So, Zoe, what did you do with all your money that you got from the lemonade stand? I bought some new toys, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what you were into at that time? Elena Babalor. That's right. It's like I said on the other show that I loved Elena Babalor, but now I really don't, I guess. What are you into now? Shimmer and Shine. <gasps> Shimmer and Shine. Is that what you want to do for Halloween? Maybe. Maybe. That's cool. I, I was thinking about being a witch, though. Oh, that'd be fun. I like, like it. Like we could buy a broom and then face paint my face with dots on it. It would be really fun. That's cool. So, Zoe, when you got that money um, and when you do your chores sometimes, you get money and it also goes into your savings account right now. I, I understand that you are close to $100 in your savings account. That is incredible. Yeah. So what are you going to do with all this savings money that you have? Uh, I might buy a phone. Yeah. But when I'm 12. When you're 12, that's right. So keep saving, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, one thing that we like to do with our money sometimes is give. But, you know, for me, Zoe, I'll be honest with you, it's hard for me to give my money because I've worked at it and I worked at it really hard. So it's sometimes hard for me to give it away. What do you think about giving money? Giving money is super hard. I agree with him. Giving money, you have to get it. You have to get it out, and you have to help your family to get it and then share it. Mm. Why do you think it's important to share the money then? So that you can help people who don't have homes, who don't have healthy food, who don't have water, who don't have um, shirts, yeah, who don't have necklaces, who don't have jewelry, yeah. anything. Yeah, well, that's good, very good for us to think about that sometimes. And I'm glad that you and I are working on that together. I, I'm not the best giver, but I think if you and I can work together, we can do a good job, right? Of course. Nice, nice. I love it. Well, I just have a couple more questions before we go up for bed. As you guys can see on YouTube, we're in our pajamas and we're, you know, we're getting ready for bed. But we just figured we'd have a conversation and, and then throw this up on YouTube. And maybe there's some kids, uh, daddies and daughters that like to have these types of conversation that um, they can... Um, you know, learn from us and maybe they can have a fun conversation together. They can remember. So one thing I wanted to ask before we go, you know, you like YouTube, right? What's, what's your favorite show to watch on YouTube that you like? On YouTube, yeah. I really, really, really like, you know what I like. On YouTube, what? I like watching toys and like watching shows and like watching how do you make um, play Disney princesses at a Play-Doh and... Do you like when watching kids play video games too? You like watching Roblox, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I understand that you make some YouTube videos, Zoe. Is that right? Yeah, I made um, those cupcake videos. If you haven't checked them out, they're on YouTube. That's cool. And then we just made one the other day that mommy's editing right now. What that? What's that one about? It's about a food contest. <sighs> Yeah, everybody, we did a fun food contest. We'll post it in the show notes for you guys to check out. But it was really funny. What what happens during our, our food contest? It There's some good food and some bad food. I normally got two bad things, but I got more good things than bad. It was kind of really fun. You don't know what's in the bucket, but you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. That's cool. Hey, Zoe, do you have any jokes you want to tell the audience today? Sure. I have a funny one. Why did the seven, why is the six afraid of nine? Because seven, eight, nine. Ah, I love it. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're a regular ham, my dear. Yeah. Uh, are you excited to go to Disney World with Daddy? Yeah. We're going to go in just a couple weeks. And with Grandma. And Grandma's going to be there, and Grandpa, and yep. Mommy, and Calvin. Yep. Well, Zoe, thank you so much for being on the show today. I love you very much. I love you, too. Can I have a kiss? Uh, I could not be more proud of my little girl. And now on to our second interview with my sporty guy, Calvin Hill. Welcome to the show, Calvin Hill. How are you today? Good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear. Hey, I understand you are um, four years old now. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So and when you're four years old, you go to big fours pre-K. Yeah. So who's your new teacher? Um, Mrs. McGregor. Mrs. McGregor. That's awesome. Do you like Mrs. McGregor? Yeah. Do you guys play a special game in class that you like the most? Yeah. What is it? Gavin. Oh, you like playing with Gavin? Yeah, he's sick. He got sick this week? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, uh, what do you like to do with Gavin? Um... I like to play games with him, but he's really sick. Oh, just really sick. Well, maybe he'll be back in school this week. I hope he is, because I know you guys have been friends. I mean, actually, when we did this interview last year, about a year ago, you said your best buddy was Gavin. Yeah. I think you accidentally called him Kevin on the show, but Gavin is his real name, right? Uh-huh. So, Calvin... You're wearing your sporty clothes right now, which you put on yourself this morning. Very cool. Why do you like being a sporty guy? Because they're very cool. They're very cool. Do they feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we put um, handsome clothes or cute clothes on you, and you don't like it. Why is that? Because they don't look cool. They don't? They feel? Do they feel uncomfortable? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you like being in cool, sporty clothes. Uh-huh. So what words do you like right now, buddy? Sometimes when I call you cute, you don't like that, right? No. I want my health family to uh, call me cool. Cool. You like cool and sporty. How about handsome? Is that a good one or no? No. No. How about good looking? Does that work? Yeah. Good looking is all right? Okay. So good looking's in. Handsome is out. Cute is out, and sporty is in. Hey, hey, buddy, sometimes um, sometimes you get mad, right? You got mad this morning. Mm-hmm. How do you make the madness go away? Hugging my pets. Hugging your pets. What else? Like screaming. Screaming sometimes helps you? Mm-hmm. Do you like when we punch pillows? Uh-huh. Yeah, does that help? Mm-hmm. How about when you and I um, would write out our feelings or draw our... Draw our feelings. Do you like doing that? Uh-huh. Yeah. What about working on options? Do you like doing options with me? Um, yeah. Yeah? Can you tell the audience what working on options means? Uh-huh. What does it mean, buddy? It means that you're feeling sad or mad or happy. Yeah, and then you write down why. Uh-huh. And we can write down what we can do together. Uh-huh. 
So we write down one option is we can scream and mad and punch things. And then option two is we can take a deep breath. And option three is we can pick our nose, right? So w- which one do we choose? Um, punch pillows. Punch pillows. That's a good one. Okay, cool. So Halloween is coming up, buddy. What do you want to be for Halloween? Um, Spider-Man. Yes, I love Spider-Man. That's so cool. Hey, I have a question for you. What is your favorite song to listen to in Daddy's car? Um, Rocking to the Core. Rotten to the Core. That's a good <laughs> one. Do you like Muse still? Uh-huh. Yeah? Do you like, what is it, um, Supermassive Black Hole? Is that your, your um, Muse song? Yeah, and Uprising. And Uprising. So. That's a good one, too. Uprising has oh, the wow-wow sound. Yeah, it goes, wow-wow. <laughs> right? That's cool. Hey, what's your favorite thing to do with Daddy? Playing with you. Yeah? What do you like playing with me? Sword fighting. Sword fighting. Yeah. How about wrestling? Yeah. You like getting rough with Dad? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Calvin, I heard you understand how to snap now. Can we give? Can you give everybody a um, an example? Mm-hmm. Do it again. That's awesome, man. You're getting really good at it. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. I have one more question for you. What do you like to ask Alexa to do? Um, to tell me a joke. Yeah? Do she? Do, do you have a favorite joke that she's told you? Can you tell us a joke today? Why did the banana cross the road? Why? Because he felt dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a great joke, buddy. Well, I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. You you have such a great personality, and I love your love and your jokes, and they make me happy. I just I just love you. I'm very proud to call you my son. I love you, buddy. Thank you. Oh, that banana joke. It gets me every time. (laughs) And for our final interview of the show, I've invited the love of my life, my wife of eight years now, Nicole Hill. Welcome to the show, Nicole. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Well, it's been about uh, a year since we had our last conversation on the podcast, and I figured that... uh, got to bring the family back, especially my lovely bride. I know you like when I say bride. <laughs> kind of creeps you out. Does it, cre- does it creep you Bridezilla. out? Bridezilla. Bridezilla. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot's happened in the last year since we had you on the show. So You've reached your 100th episode. Yeah. 100. <laughs> but Zoe's in um, full days of uh, first grade now, and Calvin does three half days a week. So it's a, hopefully a little bit of a nice reprieve. I know that um, summer was kind of fun slash hectic, but what was your favorite memory that we had this summer? Uh, my favorite memory was uh, maybe the first day the pool opened. Yeah. And they played throwback old school songs like knock three times on the door if you want me. This is just like feels like you've gone back in time and it was kids just screaming and splashing and beach balls throwing in the air and it was awesome. I love that. I love that little club too. I think that we can uh, 
really have the kids grow up there. I see, you know, you and I talk about that, like sort of dream time where they're going to be like, whatever, six, eight, ten. They're running off playing. They both know how to swim mm-hmm. and we can kind of chill and relax and have some fun with uh, with the friends we've made. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Calvin is almost there. We just got to get him to learn how to swim and then we can kind of let them go off. Zoe's there already. Zoe, we can kind of let her do her thing and have fun. Right. So I invited you on the show. Obviously, you know, we uh, the, the title of the show is kind of intriguing and interesting. So <laughs> um, what is that? What did you decide for the title? Of oh, the show? it's going to be something like um, how paying off our mortgage sent us to marriage therapy. Uh, so how getting oh getting out of debt put us into therapy. Oh, yeah, I like that. Right. That's cool. Well, TBD, everybody. <laughs> um, so. Last fall, we paid off our mortgage, which was fun. Yay. Yeah. Celebration. Cool. Make no a mortgage cool video, anymore. Insert video here. Oh, I will. I'll put that in the show notes, everybody. We did some pretty wild stuff. We, uh, we ran through a mortgage wall of papers, which was cool. We took all our mortgage papers and made a wall and let the kids run through it. We uh, burned our mortgage while having some champagne by the fire. Mm-hmm. What else did we do? We went to a shooting range and uh, shot up some of the mortgage papers. And then... My favorite, which was your idea, the mortgage pinata. We created a pinata out of the Great. mortgage papers and then let the kids whack it and candy and coins came out of it. It was a blast. That was cute. But uh, yeah, we had a blast and, uh, you know, created a little bit of a little bit more space between our income and our expenses. Um, but it wasn't all roses and sunshine. <laughs> Why? Oh, all right. I'm going back to that place. <laughs> that dark place. It was a happy event for a while. What was funny, actually, was that the leading up to paying off the mortgage was more fun than the two months after paying off the mortgage. And it was, I think, because you and I were in unison um, in lockstep, and we talked about our plan all along the way until we got to the goal. And so it was. we were... Every month, doing our budget party, um, party in quotations there, everybody, because it's, yeah, those two terms don't really go together. But um, we would, you know, meet for our budget budget parties, and um, and I would be okay with not spending on lavish things for the house at that point, because that was our plan. We were going to save and pay off the mortgage first, and you were okay with, you know, all of the, I don't know, all of the things like um, not putting as much in to retirement and, and, and doing other things that would allow us to put that extra chunk towards the mortgage each month. And so we were on autopilot almost with that plan for a long time, and it worked really well. But what happened when we paid off the mortgage, I think, and you can correct me if you see it differently, but we had discussed... What we thought we were going to do once we paid off the mortgage, i.e. Nicole was going to get a lump sum each month to spend on finishing the house. Andy was going to buy more clothing and we were going to do more fun with the kids, more vacations, yada, yada. But when we actually paid the mortgage off, it's almost like we forgot what we had said our plan was going to be. I think at that particular moment, you were having a rough spell at work. Yeah. And so you altered the plan in your brain 
Without and, talking. And yeah. on paper. <laughs> Without actually ever saying it out loud. Yeah. And then came to the following budget party where I was like, hooray, I'm going to get to spend $500 this month on whatever I want for the house. And you were like, oh, wait, no, I have a new plan. Here's my spreadsheet. Help me to find where we can find three more thousand dollars. And so all I saw was the acts going towards all these things that I thought we were going to be lavish about once we paid off the mortgage. Yeah. And that became... Probably the biggest fight of our marriage. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was it was a rough it was a rough time, especially in the winter time. It didn't help too that it was like oh. uh, I think it was like February in yes. Michigan, and we were already kind of grumpy. Like no sunshine for like sixty days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a a a big part of what you just said there was, and um, something that I've been working on or am working on is making plans, financial plans, financial goals without speaking to you about them mm-hmm. beforehand and sort of just deciding what those are and then saying, hey, here, here, here it is. That's kind of where I fell flat, I think, there. It reminds me of the conversation we had with um, the other couple that interviewed us. Yeah, Tom um, and Ariana Celeste. Yeah, yeah, where he described that he would read a book and he would go through this like whole journey in his brain of, you know, beginning, middle and end, and then come to his wife and be like at the end step and say, Hey, we're going to do this without having allowed her to go through that beginning, middle and end journey herself. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that it's sometimes something that we all do. Cause we get, I, even I do, I get an excited, an idea in my brain where I'm like, I want to redo the entire basement. And then you come home and I'm like, Hey, I want to redo the basement. And you're, and it's a shock to you because you haven't gone through the thought process that I've been thinking about for the last month. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah, a couple of things we talked about in there, you know, um, you know, at, at, at a point right around the time where we were getting to that mortgage freedom spot, there was, there's been some changes at my, my job and, uh, there were not things that I was excited about around that time. You know, some, some things that I was vulnerable, I was feeling vulnerable about, you know, management changes, job changes, um, you know, uh, think things that I was feeling uncomfortable with. And with that, my priorities without sharing up with Nicole shifted from mortgage freedom to financial independence and, like you said, I didn't allow you to go on the journey with me to redesign the basement. <laughs> right, right. As opposed yeah, to uh, financial independence thing, which is part of our plan now. But mm-hmm. I feel like it was something that you had maybe, you know, you said like, hey, I interviewed somebody who like retired at 35 and I'm like, hey, that's cool. And then the next week it was like, I want to retire at 35. <laughs> Here's the new plan. Yeah. And it was like, what? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what did we do after the big fight then? How did, how, how did we attempt to resolve it? Well, I talked to a good friend of mine and she, um, recommended a therapist and, um, I brought it up to you. I wasn't sure how you were going to take it. And like unbeknownst to me, you were like, I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a big load off. Um, cause I didn't know if you would be open to it or not. And, it's something that I had always thought, like anytime other friends of mine were having marital problems, I was like, well, you know, therapist seems like a logical, 
logical next step. Um, and I always thought that it would be something I would want to do if we ever got to that point. And then we got to that point and I was mm-hmm. like, but I don't know any therapists. So it was kind of all the stars aligned and it fell into our laps that we got a great one that was local and recommended by somebody personally. And I don't think going to a therapist is anything negative. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You you go to a doctor when you're sick. Yep. You talk to a nutritionist if you want to know how to eat better. Get you know, a physical trainer if you want to be stronger. Yeah, there, and there, money there's coach. no shame yeah. in that. And I don't know why in our society that that people have a stigma around getting mental help. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe because it's a it's a recognition that you don't know everything or that you're not perfect, right? And then it's yes. like, but, but who's, why are but we who's okay? perfect? Why are we okay <laughs> saying, hey, I'm morbidly obese, so let me go get a personal trainer? I mean, people give you applause for that. Right, yeah. Why is it the opposite way when it comes to mental health? And, Absolutely. And wanting to keep your relationship solid. I well, don't know. It's good, and I think, you know, we, we had some of those conversations. We talked about that with Tom and Ariana as well, that they, they've done the same thing where it's this is actually a plus. This yeah. is a... This is a third party that's going to help us have a better marriage. Right. And um, so what, what were your impressions of going uh, to our first couple of sessions? Um, oh, God, the, <laughs> um, the tears. I It's yeah. so weird how you sit in that room and you can go in feeling totally fine. And then you like sit down and all of a sudden you're like, what's happening to my body? And the tears just roll down. But it, it's, it, it can be um, a little uncomfortable because it's weird to to talk to each other in with somebody else listening. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to look and stare at each other in the eye. And, you know, she coaches <laughs> us on how to say things like, are you available for my appreciation? And right. it feels so weird and awkward. But I think we end up having conversations that we wouldn't have had on our own. Yeah, And so I think in that sense, it's something that we want to keep doing. And it's something that's really healthy to explore. Absolutely. The the thing that I appreciated about it the most is that, you know, you and I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old and the um, the spare time that we have to actually have conversations is very rare. Yeah. So when we're literally setting aside time for extreme conversation with each other in a good way, right. it's helpful. And a lot of stuff comes out. I mean, a lot of important things that um, that, you know, that we're thinking about in our brains, but we're not actually letting out to each other came, came out in that room a few times. And it's, it's been, I come away. We actually just came back from a session, literally a half hour, everybody, uh, half hour ago. Um, so it's fresh. It's, it's relieving. It helps you to, helps me to breathe better. Um, and that so. hour surprisingly goes by really slowly. You would think fast because you're on the clock and you're yeah. paying for those minutes, but it go, I feel it goes by slowly because we never have 60 whole minutes uninterrupted outside of that ever. Absolutely. Without kids asking us for 10,000 things, without our phones buzzing, without just our own ADD. Yeah. (laughs) Like of like, oh, let me pop this in the microwave or let me go Mm -hmm. fold the laundry while we're talking. Like we never do that. So if any couples are listening to this and wondering if you should try couples therapy, for just just for the zen of being able to sit somewhere without being interrupted for 60 minutes, I say do it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's like a brain massage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> An emotional brain massage. Yep. 
so no, it's, it's been good. And, you know, we've, I'd like to say that you, you and I have figured out exactly what we're going to do going forward. I don't think that we have that yet and that's okay. Um, but I know that be, because we go, because we're willing to go to therapy, mm-hmm. I feel more confident that our marriage will last. Yeah. I don't see it as like an old school mentality of if you're in couples therapy or on the verge of divorce. Right. You know, it's more like, no, because we are going to couples therapy means we won't get divorced. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be back to the show in just a moment after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for considering our sponsors today, everybody. Let's jump back into that interview. Out of out of the therapy and out of our conversations about money and and um, you know where where we would like to move together in a financial independence kind of style, um, you got a new job. I did. So can you talk about that? What are you, what are you doing now? That was the happy little accident that came out of all of that, <laughs> um, as Ross the painter would say. <laughs> but um, so. Yeah, it was the silver lining of our the most 
uh, volcanic fight in our relationship. Good word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it, 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 I guess not forced me, but it encouraged me to keep exploring. Cause I think for the last three years, I've known that I wanted to work. Like having quit my job was never, um, just for whoever is listening. Um, I used to work in marketing, same as Andy, um, for 10 years and, um, it did the trick. It allowed me to do what I needed to do. It allowed me to move to California and have this great experience out there and pay for myself. And then it allowed me to, um, help Andy and I get into a really good place with our finances before having kids. After having kids, I was able to go down to part-time. I really did enjoy my job at that time. But after having Calvin, decided to stop working um, just for the, really so that we didn't have to do daycare. Right. And after that, it was never, I never thought my my calling was to stay at home with the kids. I am loving all of the things that come along with it. I love being able to instill my morals and values in them. I love being able to be there for all the good and bad moments. I think it's really special. It's something I didn't have growing up, and I'm really glad I can give to the kids. However, I always say this, if I had had a job that was, you know, something of my, a passion and that I had worked towards for a really long time, I wouldn't have given that up. Mm -hmm. It's just that I didn't have that perfect job that, I was super passionate about and it wasn't my my life's calling. So staying home with the kids was the better option of the two of doing daycare and going to a job I didn't like or liked somewhat. Um, And then being home with the kids wasn't perfect either. So I had always known that I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what. And I kind of threw out into the universe like this crazy, like I want... You know, I want to only work a couple days a week. I don't want to have to get daycare um, or put my kids in daycare. I, I want X, Y, and Z, and I want one blue eye and one brown eye. You know, just like <laughs> the weirdest thing. And I spun around with that for a few years and didn't really find anything. But then coming out of this fight, it forced me to take another look at what my strengths are. My strengths are organizing, decorating. I'm type A. I can, you know, I'm a hard worker. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. And so what that turned into was, hey, maybe I can do um, a designing and or organizing kind of business and um, thought about starting that on my own as just a, a side business that I would do on the weekends, but then ultimately ended up finding two women who are already doing it really, really well and actually needed another worker. So after reaching out with to them and the stars aligning and a really grueling month and a half process of interviewing and background checks and yada, yada, I started working as a freelancer for them. And it's been great for the last six months. It gives us a little bit more... Um, in the pocketbook, and but that wasn't the the main reason. The main reason was for me to feel more on par with, um, not on par. For me to feel more as an equal partner in this relationship, even though I'm earning a lot less than you, I feel more equal in that I I too have a a job outside of the kids in the home. Um, you watch the kids when I go to work. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of equals 
you know, gets equals the playing field on the home front and taking care of the kids and doing the dishes and things of that nature. And it gives me a break from just answering to kids. Could you use your adult brain in your hands? Right. So um, coming out of a huge fight forced me to look into more options for this job that I knew that I wanted and didn't know what it was, and I found it. So that is definitely one of the great positives that came out of that. That's great. Well, can, can you tell a little um, a little bit about uh, exactly what you do on a daily basis when you do your job? Sure. So <laughs> the world of professional organizing for me in this position is going to somebody's home and helping them to organize their room, whatever room we start in, and it's also also like a lot psychological, like helping them to organize their lives. It is transformational for all of our, our clients. Um, and some of them are, you know, these lavish, um, you know, maybe California closets have come in and put up closets and they need to put all of their clothing and purses and shoes away. And that's rewarding in one way. But then some of the other jobs are... Um, somebody whose life has just completely taken over on them and they don't, their brains just don't work in the same method that mine does and they can't compartmentalize, they can't organize. And so they've ended up with cupboards stuffed full of things. They can't even cook anymore in their kitchen. Um, their countertops are completely, um, you know, full of, of bills and mail that hasn't been able to be opened yet. And so we come in there and we spend hours with them and get their lives under control. And it is transformational for every single person that I've worked with so far. Um, another thing that, that we've dealt with is, um, which I think is going to become more and more these days, el- the people who have elderly parents and then their stuff gets shipped to their children mm-hmm. when they die. Yeah. And so the cycle just keeps happening um, where somebody who already has too much stuff gets boxes and boxes of more stuff. <laughs> and so what I've really learned in all of this is that us in America, we are really drowning in, in possessions mm-hmm. and things and they're bogging us down. So I've become more of a minimalist because of this too. Um, and hopefully be able to spread that a little bit to some of the clients. Excellent. So what is it, what's your typical week look like hours? Is it, um, you could share that with everybody. One or two days a week. Um, I think going forward, the ultimate goal is to work on Tuesdays mm-hmm. for either four or six hours mm-hmm. jo- uh, for jobs and then Saturdays and Sundays. Yep. Um, so about three days a week. That's cool. So there's, there's, there's a lot of, um, parents that listen to the show that would love an, a, 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 a position, an opportunity like you have, that you're working on a passion project for a portion of your week while still being able to spend time with your family, spend time with your spouse. Um, what advice would you have for them to, I guess, seek out that passion opportunity and find something that would be part-time mm-hmm. and kind of fit their schedule? Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> That's all you're going to say. <laughs> Can you expand upon that? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> I love it. Wayne Gretzky. As, 
that's my favorite quote. It's so cheesy, um, but it's 100% true. And I kept telling myself that when I reached out to these two ladies on their website and just totally blank cold call emailed them. I don't know if it's a cold call, but mm-hmm. a cold emailed them. Um, and like it was an awkward, you know, you've never met me before, but I want to be your best friend kind of thing. <laughs> and um, I just, it, it was, I was like really nervous sending an email to them and offering to take them out to coffee. But I like, I've played that quote in my head. If I don't send this email, I surely will not get this job. <laughs> if I do send it, I still may not get it, but there's a chance I will. Yeah. But it, the, I, I know I will not get this job if I don't send the email. What so I had to take the shot. Um, something along the lines of, you know, uh, I'm hi, my name is Nicole. I'm a mother of two. I have been home for the last three years. I'm, I'm extremely organized. I, you know, wanted to, I, I wanted to start my own business, but after looking and seeing that you guys are doing it so perfectly, I don't know that I can improve upon that. So if you are available to meet for coffee, I'd love to eat, pick your brain and see if this is, if there's any synergy and if you guys need to bring any, anybody on board right now. That's cool. Did you send so, them any of your work at that time in that I email? Okay. I sent them pictures of, um, of, of areas in our own home that are organized and creatively kind of put together. And then I sent a picture or two from, um, I had helped a cousin and your sister mm-hmm. with their closet and yep. other areas. So, yep. So that's, that's good. So, I mean, if you, if you have an interest in something, um, like anything like organizing or anything, just sounds like starting off with your personal life and then maybe doing it for fa- friends and family to kind of explore it a little bit right. was a good path for you. Did, was that part of your, I mean, you didn't, you just all of a sudden just say, Hey, I want to be an organizer. You had, you had done it personally, done right. it for friends for a couple of years. Would you, would you advise that for people just as they're exploring different ways, especially stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads are trying to figure out what their next step is? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if something is already a passion of yours, it won't be a problem finding examples of that. Yeah. If I wasn't an organized person and that wasn't a passion of mine, then I wouldn't have had pictures available to take of my own home. Mm-hmm. And by the way, part of that interview, grueling interview process was they wanted to come to our home and see how we organize ourselves. And in that moment, I was like, yes, I have picked the right job for me because this doesn't scare me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go home and be like, oh, shoot, they're coming to my house. I have to get everything in order. It already was. Yeah. So I already knew, I knew that that was like it was already intrinsic to me mm-hmm. um, to be organized. I already live that way. And so it made a lot of sense for me to try to do that for other people. And then having them come to our home wasn't stressful at all. Yeah. Well, that's so, cool. That's cool. Well, seeing you go through this and the process and reaching out, I know it's not like, you know, it didn't feel like part of your instinct to like reach out and kind of feel like you're doing a cold email and things like that. But seeing you do it and getting excited about it, um, I was just, I was just blown away by it. I, I, I thought that was really cool. And the fact that you're doing it now and it's, um, it's something you love. Yeah. There's good days. And there's bad days, right? Like with any, with any position, but it's, you know, part-time you're still yeah. able to, um, you know, spend time with your family. You, ha- you had asked me, you yeah. said, are you 
So after a couple of months of doing it, you said, are you happier now? I said, yes. And it's not perfect. You said, are you, would you rather have gone back to an office job? I said, absolutely not. And you yeah. said, well, would you rather still just be a stay at home mom without doing a job? And I said, no. Mm-hmm. So it's the perfect middle ground and it's, um, it has pros and cons, but it's better than the other options. Absolutely. So I would also, as part of the advice to anybody who's thinking about going back to work or trying to find something on the side, is don't let your ego get in the way. Because I think for me, um, that does happen and I have to turn it off. Because I do have a degree. I have a degree that we spent a lot of money getting and a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I can probably be making a lot more money right now, especially had I not quit at the point of having kids. I could have been making well above six figures. And that part of my thought process kind of says, oh my gosh, Nicole, what are you doing? You're doing you know, freelance work. You're getting dirty or um, you know, doing work that other people... Um, you know, you, you could be paying somebody to do that work for you instead of getting paid to do that for somebody else. And then I have to just ask myself, but was I, would I be happier if I got that office job and paid somebody to do this? And the answer to that is no, I wouldn't be happier. I would be miserable. Um, so I just have to tell my ego to be quiet <laughs> And yes, I have a degree and that allowed me to do some great things for an entire decade of my life. But now it's time to do something else that makes me happy and allows me to also do the other things in life that I want to do, like be there when my kids get off the bus. So I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing this. And um, I'm I'm glad, you know, in February, it was a pretty tough time for us. And um, I'm glad that um, this came out of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we're still working on and stuff, things that I'm working on, um, personally. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm just very happy that you, you found this and I, I look forward to, um, getting there eventually too, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think you and I are going to work together to figure that out. And, um, we appreciate everybody listening today because that helps us get there. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think that uh, we got to go pick up Calvin now. Okay. But I really appreciate you being on. And um, so before we go, what's your favorite Netflix show right now? Ooh, favorite Netflix show. Or non-Netflix show, just series, any series. I'm really excited for the OA to come back on. Mm. I don't know. That's not like a super popular one, but that one surprised me with how good it was. Um, so I think they're coming back for a second season. I'll be really excited to watch that one. Um, that's the, that's, that's the only one that's like coming to my mind. Yeah. All right. I'm ready for Game of Thrones next year. Definitely. That's 2019. I I need to fill in something in the gap. You you and I can find something that we'll watch together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not something that'll give us nightmares before bed. Yeah, what like, were we watching? Like Westworld. Westworld. We watch Westworld before we go to bed, like because I get the kids to bed at like nine or nine thirty, and then we watch Westworld from like ten to eleven or midnight, and we have nightmares all night. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that famous night where the episode there was an episode where the. 
somebody's standing over somebody and it's, a, you know, somebody's laying down, other mm-hmm. person's standing over them with their eyes open. And it was like a scary shock moment. And then fast forward to three hours later, middle of the night, I heard a little rustling in the dark and I opened my eyes and Zoe's standing <laughs> over me with her eyes open. And I screamed, you screamed, you broke a lamp, hit yourself in the eye. It was like the most... <laughs> So we were we couldn't can't watch Westworld before yeah. bed yeah. anymore. Nope. Yeah, you you like piercing like like there was a murderer in the room <laughs> screaming in the room and you screamed and it was literally Zoe like coming and being like I want some water or whatever. So if anybody has any lighthearted recommendations on some like comedy shows we can watch before bed, please leave them in the comments below. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, do you want to get lunch before we get Calvin? Sure. All right, I love you, baby. Love you too. I love this woman. <laughs> I really do. I shouldn't laugh. I, I love her. I'm I'm in love with her. And um, we both wanted to be open and honest with you guys about today's show. I'm I'm always sharing my big financial wins or other people's big financial wins with you guys on the show. And it's important to realize that the road is not always smooth. It's not always paved. There are potholes. There are rough times. But it's those hard times that define us. It's bouncing back and saying, she's worth it, or he's worth it, or better yet, we're worth it. I love her. She loves me. We found each other for a reason. These money disagreements won't define us. And as we solve them together, that's what's going to define us. Our ability to bounce back from the hard times and get professional help when we need it. The happy little accident out of all this is Nicole's new gig as a professional organizer. I wanted to highlight that piece of our story today. So here are my top three takeaways for those stay-at-home parents out there that are also looking to shift into a part-time passion job. Number one, pick your passion. Is there something out there that you love doing? Something that you do for free because you like it so much? And are there people out there that are getting paid to do it? Then you've got your makings of a part-time passion gig, my friends. Nicole pursued something that she loves. She loves being organized. She organizes our house like a like a mad woman. It's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> and she's even helped friends and family do the same thing for their homes. There's a great way to see if you're really passionate about your gig. Do it for free for friends and family first with the stipulation that you can use your work as a case study or a testimonial for future paying gigs. So that's number one. Pick your passion. Number two, don't let your ego get in the way of your happiness. This was an excellent point by my lovely bride, Nicole. Let's say you have a college degree in business, but you want to do your new job slash gig slash business doing photography. Or let's say you know you could easily make six figures working your 
old full-time job, but you want to do your job slash gig slash business that nets you $30,000 per year. Ask yourself truly, which route will make me happiest? What will bring me the most joy? Is it getting the big paycheck and staying true to my my uh, degree or working a job that you love and making a little bit less money? In your heart, if you feel that $30,000 a year gig as an artist, as a photographer will make you happier, then I say go for it. Yes, you'll have to figure out how you can do it financially. You'll need to do things like live on a budget, eliminate your debt, have enough savings to cover emergencies, and hopefully your spouse is still working so you can get that good health insurance coverage. It definitely helps that Nicole and I have worked on our financial situation for the better part of a decade. We're completely debt-free. We've got a healthy savings account for both personal and for our retirement needs, and our kids' college funds are building up steam. So actually, you know, sorry, there's lots of lots of financial stipulations here, but that makes sense because I'm, I'm a money guy. But uh, you guys get the gist. Follow your passion. Get your ego out of the way. But do the math to make sure you can afford it. Number three, take the Wayne Gretzky method. (laughs) Nicole dropped the mic on this one. This was awesome. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Super cheesy, yes, but quite accurate. All of those business ideas you have, all of the passion projects you're thinking about, none of them will come to fruition if you don't take your shot. Shots on net, right? All you hockey fans out there. Make that first contact to your potential employer like Nicole did. Put yourself out there with friends and family to see if you can get some case studies or testimonials. Seek out your very first client. The more shots you take the more goals you'll score. (laughs) I love cheesy sports references. (laughs) So those were my top three takeaways. Number one, pick your passion. Number two, don't let your ego get in the way of your happiness. And then number three, take the Wayne Gretzky method. As young parents, I truly believe it's important to have something outside of the role of mom or dad. When you're staying at home with the kids, You can definitely develop a lifelong bond with them, but it can also be mind-numbing at times. (laughs) If you're feeling the calling, don't turn it off from your brain. Do some investigation, some experimentation, some definitely some financial analyzation, money guy over here, and then, uh, then go for it like Nicole did. I'm so proud of her accomplishment. And Wayne Gretzky would be really proud of her, too. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Ivan from Cincinnati wrote me an incredible email about his recent net worth growth and debt destruction progress. Within the last three years, Ivan and his wife Alma have increased their net worth by $90,000 and eliminated $40,000 of debt. They did this through three key routes. Number one, living below their means and on a budget. Number two, being intentional 
with their spending. And then number three, partnering together as a couple to meet their goals. Those are the three most important things anyone can do to eliminate debt and Ivan and Alma are mastering it right now. Ivan's story sounds very similar to a lot of us young parents out there. As soon as they brought their children into the world, something clicked in their brains, telling them it was time to elevate their family to a level they've never been to before. With their two small kids, Ivan and Alma are now on their way to complete debt freedom. Ivan shared an incredible email with me, everybody, and I'm going to put it in the show notes for you to read. It is a story that's truly centered on hard work, passion, and family. Check it out at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 100. Ivan, thank you so much for sharing your family win and congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. Do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on the show? Email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I would love to hear from you, everybody. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 100. Oh yeah, one zero zero. marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 100. I've been waiting 100 episodes to say that. <laughs> to help me celebrate this 100th episode... Please leave me a rating and review for the show. I know a lot of you um, have had the opportunity to check out the show more than once. And if I've put a smile on your face or helped you at all with your money, do me a solid and leave me a rating and review today. Those ratings will help others find the show and grow what we're doing here. We're helping couples grow their wealth, have a better marriage, and I, I at least know it's helping me. So thank you guys for this therapeutic opportunity each week. So for those ratings, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Apple Podcasts if you're a Apple Podcast listener or Stitcher, marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Stitcher. I would really appreciate your support, everybody. Thanks for considering it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Dave Muir. A great marriage is not when the perfect couple comes together. It is when an imperfect couple learns to enjoy their differences. Here's to imperfection and progress, my friends. Carpe diem! 